Now, what are you watching? What are you guys watching? What are you watching? What are you watching, guys? What's this show? Is it new? What is this show? What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? Okay, that's it. That's enough screen time, people. Let's all take a 10-minute break. No more TV. Turn it off now. Welcome back to another episode of Screen Time is Cancelled. I'm Aaron. I'm Andy. And this week we watched a new Netflix series that has been talked about quite a bit and our son, I think, has already watched through? Or no? Bridgerton. <laughs> I don't think Sam would sit through any of that. I think you could get him to sit through about five minutes of it because of the costumes and the pretty buildings. I mean, he can't sit through Star Wars. Yeah, and there's like I know, but lasers like... and weird aliens. Right, and he was into it with the lasers and the weird aliens. But the second that there was an old man talking about space religion, he kind of <laughs> lost his interest in it. <laughs> It kind of was like, oh, this is just... And you think he would stand watching just like men in frilly shirts and women with like... I, I said five minutes. I said right. five minutes because it's cool looking buildings and Yeah, stuff. you're right. He made like 20 minutes with Star Wars. Yeah. And that mean, well, granted, there were a lot of lasers and robots and stuff. Yeah. And I don't I don't think there's any in Bridgerton. We haven't watched it yet, though. So That's I true. <laughs> we, uh, we don't know yet. You know, like stuff like The Queen's Gambit was far more like surreal at times than I was expecting. So maybe Bridgerton has robots and lasers. Yeah. Very possible. And if not, you know, maybe season two. Ideas for you guys, whoever's making it. Take it away. Is it, is it a Grey's Anatomy, that the woman who did that? That's still, Who's the person? I have no idea. I is it, it Shonda was, Rhimes? Or is it Amy Sherman Palladino? I thought is that the woman someone, from... Uh, the Gilmore Girls yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was, I, I, it's one of those two, I think. Hey, I, everybody. Who's Bridgerton by? <laughs> Let us know in the comments or whatever. See if you can comment to us before we look it up, because we'll forget, so... <laughs> You know what's going to happen is someone's going to respond to it. And what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Who cares about Bridgerton? Why are they telling us this? I'm going to remember. You're not going to remember to look it up though, are you? No, absolutely not. No. Okay. What we actually watched this week was Go Dog Go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go Dog Go was originally a book by P.D. Eastman. Uh, who is a writer, and I didn't know this until I started doing research for this episode, was actually one of the um, protégés and colleagues of Theodore Geisel, Dr. Seuss. I was going to say, I, I could have sworn P.D. Eastman had some relationship to Dr. Seuss, because Go Dog Go looks very much like all of the Dr. Seuss books we have. Yes, there's definitely a similarity in like the, the way that color is used and the way that everything's kind of... Sl- it's Silly like a, and rhyming. Yeah, and the art style is like a slightly more grounded version of of uh, Doctor Seuss's weirder stuff. Right. You know, there's not as many weird angles and and melty buildings. Sure. But but Pete Eastman's pretty cool. He also did Are You My Mother, which is a cute one about a bird who doesn't know that it's a bird mm-hmm. and doesn't know how like parentage works. So she asks all sorts of like cows and things, and eventually a little a, a steam shovel. Yep. Like a Mike Mike Mulligan the steam shovel kind of thing. If that's his mother, but it's it's not. It was and a then bird he the also does an, a book that's kind of the opposite of that, which is the You're the, Not My Dad. No, Funny Bunny, right? Which is kind <laughs> of right. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. Funny Bunny's going around looking for a different family because he's sick of his. It, actually, I don't know if Funny Bunny is. Um... It's the same bunny from Funny Bunny. If that's not the story I'm thinking of. Oh no, that's Marilyn Sadler. Does that? Help? What's the story about the bunny? Sam has it in his P.D. Eastman collection book. That's that's it. That's not a that's not a P.D. Eastman collection. That's like a whatever publishing house has the cat in the hat on the side, the beginner's books. Oh, so it's not all P.D. Eastman stories. I see. Yeah. No. Remember, we I we, just assumed we talked about Marison's, uh, Marilyn Sadler not too long ago because she 
had something to do with the show that we watched. Oh, crap, I can't remember. But she, I remember we also we talked about her because she wrote Xenon Girl the 21st Century. Remember <laughs> when we talked about that? Yep. Yeah. So she she wrote something that got turned into a TV show recently that we watched. Was it Caillou? Was it Caillou? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Caillou. I'm I'm frantically looking through her her bibliography here and I don't recognize anything, which is really sad because we literally just did this a couple of weeks ago. So Yeah. But anyways, Pete Eastman wrote, Are You My Mother, wrote, um, Go Dog Go. And the other one that we know is Sam the Firefly. Yes, which is very cute. Yes, really cute. Really, and I'm sure a bunch of other stuff that's on this list that's probably good too. Uh, oh, Big Dog, Little Dog. I remember that one. I don't remember what it's about, but I remember it. Is Redfish Two Fish? Or Bluefish? Dr. No, that's, that's Dr. Seuss. Okay. Yeah, that, that, cause that I honestly don't know if I could tell the difference now that I'm recognizing that they're two different people. <laughs> <laughs> All children's authors are the same to you. Uh-huh. Except Shel Silverstein because he's like when Kinda you actually unique. Well, and also very creepy. Like did Yeah. Like he just did you ever hear him reading any of his poems? I mean, wasn't didn't he have like a band in the seventies that was kind of creepy? Yeah, he was in Doctor Hook. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He wrote songs for them. He wrote um Boy Named Sue, mm-hmm. the Johnny Cash popular song. He wrote uh, a bunch of cool stuff. Did you ever hear him read any of his poems? No. Was he He's weird? got a really weird... I'm not even going to try to reproduce it here because it's a very, like, almost creepy Disney villain voice. Like it's... Like Vincent Price? No, not Vincent... I don't know how to... Anyone out there, I just recommend, go go look up a recording of Shel Silverstein reading something from, like, where the sidewalk ends. It's weird. And I remember vividly hearing it for the first time in sixth grade and it just slightly... Slightly changing my thought of all Shel Silverstein because now I heard everything in that voice and it was weird. Yeah. I because I just pictured this like, I don't know. I'd never I'd never really thought about what he looked like or what he sounded like, and I pictured this very like nice old man that wrote very nice poetry for children. Cool guy, but definitely weird. All right then. Anyways, Go Dog Go is a book written by P.D. Eastman back in the nineteen sixties uh, about dogs. And them doing all sorts of things. Oh, and going. that long ago, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was it was around when we were kids because it's famously, uh, the according to my parents, the first book I ever read was Go Dog Go. I think it's one of the situations where I just had memorized the book. Yeah. And was, you know, just reciting what was it. Because it's also like, it's the red dogs in the blue tree, the green dogs in the yellow tree. It's what's in the picture. Yeah. They're, they're... But it's also mostly three or four letter words so oh, yeah. it's not that unreasonable that you could have read some or all of it yeah but I, I i'm i know that it was read to me a lot i'm i'm pretty sure that that was a memorization job not not a real not a real you know sit down and learn the phonics of it all right go dog go is a successful enough book in the last 40 years that they've decided to make a tv show out of it although there was actually several adaptations one as one as a play that's used as kind of like an introductory play to children into young theater and also a musical adaptation by someone named Stephen Dietz. Is that Lydia Dietz's husband? I think so. I think it's Lydia Dietz's <laughs> husband. No, it was Stu, right? That was his name. Yeah. The dad from Rugrats. Oh, yes. For some reason. Isn't we... Lydia Dietz the mom from Rugrats? No. Or is no. Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice? Lydia Dietz is Beetlejuice. Okay. The mom in Rugrats was Dee Dee Pickles. Dee Dee Pickles. I, I got the D part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, Lydia Dietz. Was, Stu and Dee Dee. Yeah. And okay. that's, I was very confused. Like, she wasn't married. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, she, in the course of the movie, but. Anyway. Um, Sorry. No, Stephen Dietz, according to Wikipedia, is the most ubiquitous American playwright whose name you may have never heard. 
Is that true? Have you never heard of him? I've never heard of him. Okay. <laughs> Can you think of a more ubiquitous playwright that you've never heard of? No. So it rings true. <laughs> He's written a whole bunch of plays. Very few of them have Wikipedia entries, so I didn't really do much reading into it. That's fine. But there is one that he did in 1996 called Private Eyes, which is not a Hollow Notes jukebox musical, oh, which is what? really disappointing, right? Missed opportunity, Steven. <laughs> Get on it, buddy. Now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head for the rest of this episode. You're welcome. It's a pretty great song. So uh, what happens in Go Dog Go? Go Dog Go, the TV show, rather than being a good source of sight words for children, <laughs> is about a number of dogs in the city of Poston. Uh-huh. Get it? Get it? Because uh-huh. dogs it. have paws. It actually, I saw that lit name listed, Poston, a number of times when reading descriptions of the episode, and it didn't click to me that it's supposed to sound like Boston until oh, really? I heard them say it in the theme song. <laughs> nice. There are these two small dogs. One of them might be named Scooch, and the other one is named a second thing. Scooch and Tag. Scooch and Tag. Those are those are good. Tag is a, is a good dog name. I don't know. If I scooch like scooch as much. Suggests worms. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too. There's only one way to scooch and it's on your butt. That's <laughs> when it's itchy, probably from worms. It could be like, maybe instead of scooching because of butt worms, you're scooching because you're doing circle time and you're kind of too far back away from the group. Do dogs have circle time? These dogs could have had circle time. Oh yeah, that's fair. Uh, granted, I've never had a pet that was capable of doing circle time. <laughs> either maybe you know you what? try wrangling cats into a circle <laughs> bandit could have done circle time if you formed the circle after he had already sat down <laughs> he would have allowed it to continue so you sit down with bandit the cat and, yeah. and have circle time with him until he's fed up and leaves <laughs> yeah and that would be pretty quick he yeah. he left pretty often but they seem to go on all sorts of different adventures of some sort or another around this town with all sorts of crazy characters most of which look like the dogs from the go dog go book And in this episode that we watched today, we picked season one, episode five, which was split between two mini episodes, one called Pupcakes and the other one called Stink or Swim. Pupcakes was a short story about Scooch and Tag figuring out that Scooch is great at inventing things, which is kind of a theme throughout. Tag wants to be able to invent or make something by himself also. They discover that he's pretty good at making cupcakes or pupcakes in this case and decide to set up a tent to sell the pupcakes out of, but run into some snafus. And the second episode or mini episode Stink or Swim was about um, the beach in Poston. Poston Beach was covered in trash from a festival they had the night before. So they mayor called a bunch of pups to the beach and asked them to help clean it up in exchange for a prize of having the beach to themselves for the day other things ensue <laughs> Ooh, that sounds mysterious <laughs> i want to talk about inventions okay okay inventions is, i feel like is a theme that shows up in a lot of kids media yes and i hate it oh i love it oh, what i hate about it is that as a kid you can't really invent anything cool why not because you're not allowed to play with robots or like acetylene torches and gearboxes and things. You're falling into the same misconception that Scooch and Tag might have. Uh-huh. Which is kids don't invent things alone. You ask for an adult's help on the things you need help with and you do the rest yourself. TV shows oversell what a kid can invent. Or oversell this idea sure. that you're going to invent something super really cool neat and not like 
like that story you see of the kid who made the man candles, right? Yeah. You ever seen that? The kid, he wanted candles that didn't have girly smells. Was a kid? I've, re- I've heard this story about an adult man. No, I want to say that, that I may be com- combining two stories, but I'm pretty sure it was a kid, maybe like 10 or 12 years old, who wanted candles that didn't have girly smells. He wanted like manly smells, which I don't know what that is. Like, like bacon, bacon, grass, leather. Yeah. Gas. Okay. So those are, those are all gas. Mm-hmm. You mean know, like gasoline? Yes. Oh, I think it meant like farts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are fart candles, but I'm that, guessing they're not selling them. No, that's always something you buy at like Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. And Remember so what, Spencer's gifts? Yeah, oh my god. Did, Are malls still a thing? I bet Did you. Did they survive COVID? That whenever this is all up, we're going to go back to the mall and somehow Spencer's gifts is still open. Because <laughs> that store was open forever and there was never anyone in it. Nope. I remember going in there a number of times and there was no one in the store and they still yelled at me for going into that little like half an aisle that was the 18 plus section. Uh-huh. That just had like things that were vaguely penis shaped. And boob mugs. <laughs> Boob, I, I don't know why boob mug sounds sillier than penis shaped things, but it just does. <laughs> Pretty sure they just had mugs that have boobs on them. I thought you were going to say that it just said boobs on the side. <laughs> <laughs> just like a white mug. I mean. In like bold face font, just boobs. The same person who's going to buy a mug that has boobs on it would also buy that one. So it's probably the market. I feel like that's a better gag gift. Just boobs? Because <laughs> <laughs> like getting one that has like molded breasts in the side is like oh that's pretty funny whatever and then obviously they can't use it or it's going to go like in the back of a cabinet and then sit there for a couple of years but one that just says boobs on the side i feel like that's more usable that's a better gift <laughs> if you say so you wouldn't use that you wouldn't bring that to the office no that's fair that's asking to be called to hr anyways this kid made these candles and he was buying like canned soup and he was emptying out the cans donating all the contents to a a, a food uh, a food kitchen that's not the term i'm looking for a soup kitchen that's the term he was donating the contents of all these cans of like campbell soup that he was buying to the soup kitchen then using the cans to hold the candles oh cool idea yeah and that's like i feel like within a, a child's level of of invention but all the stuff they show on kids shows of kids inventing things is like a kid is kid inventors who invented like whole robots or they build a computer that can do like all these complex things and not just like I poured out Campbell's soup and then made a candle that smells like leather seats. I'm guessing that's intentional in a couple ways. One, you notice that most of the characters in kids shows are some age. It's very unclear what age that is. <laughs> they are an age, right? It's yeah. probably less than 25. It's probably more than six. But we don't know. I don't know. Some, some of those shows with high schoolers, some of those kids, high school kids might be over 25. Yeah, we don't know. And then the other reason is because if you incur- if you if you get their hopes up, they'll try. Because if you tell them all you can invent is dumping wax into a can <laughs> that might smell like bacon and you'll still need your parents' help to melt the wax, they're not going to do shit. Nobody's going to invent anything. You got to make them think they can make robots and helicopters and whatever. Otherwise, they're not going to try. Kid, you're going to go nowhere. That's why. That's Dump why... this wax into a can and make it smell like bacon some kind of way. That's why everybody always says you can do anything if you just believe in yourself, if you just try, which is patently friggin' false. Absolutely false. It 
100% has to do with a million other factors other than whether you try or not. I just assume but, it was like lazy writing and like it's difficult to add that kind of nuance of like, you can do the things that you're already able to do, but slightly better if you try super hard. And, and also goes wrong. you have access to certain things and also you're wealthy enough to buy the things that require the things and also... <laughs> There there are a million caveats is my point, and it's not possible. But if you don't tell people that they can do whatever they want, they will not try. Most people will give up right there. (laughs) And that was me as a kid. I wanted to invent all sorts of cool things. And I'd look around my house for invention tools, and there were no invention tools. I didn't have sheets of scrap metal and, and miscellaneous gears I could use to build mechanical things. You didn't make stuff with your dad? I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. And I'm sure if I had gone to him, he would have facilitated me as best he could. I mean, obviously, I'm sure the things I wanted to invent, like that peanut butter powered car engine, were probably outside of even his mastery of general tool usage. Yep. (laughs) But I'm sure if I had come to him with some kind of reasonable idea of a thing I wanted to invent, he would have helped me along as best he could. Yeah. But these shows told me that this bill of goods that I could invent robots (laughs) and not like, what if you put a birdhouse... But slightly different. (laughs) So to give our audience some context, Mm -hmm. Tag, who is some age, has invented (laughs) a (laughs) fetchomatic robot. Yeah, like a whole fucking robot. Yeah, and it's like two times the height of her. It's got arms. It stores what would you say, like thirty tennis balls in its body, and it pulls them out and tosses them for the dogs to fetch. It's pretty badass. Yeah, it's a really cool robot. Not anything that I... And I've got opposable thumbs, which that dog lacks. <laughs> yes, this is true. I'm some age, but that's, no, I'm not building any robots. That's true. But because she invents this robot, Tag wants to take on the task of baking these pupcakes all by himself. They are his pupcakes. It's his recipe. You know, they're good because of the way he made them. And so he wants to take that on and do that himself, but he also wants to do it because he thinks that Tag did the robot all by himself, herself, the dog self. By dog self. Yep. When in reality, we uh, Tag finds out, or no, Scooch finds out too late that Tag had help from her grandparents. Wait, is Tag the tall Tag, one? I believe Tag is the girl dog, the tall pinkish dog. Pink? Orange? Red? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? A color. Are your eyes okay? <laughs> what color are the fingers I'm holding up? Seven. <laughs> That's not even the right number. <laughs> that wasn't even, I was holding up my fingers. I wasn't looking. <laughs> How much of that Downey cider have you finished? <laughs> Today's episode and my giggles are brought to you by Downey's Cider Original Blend. <laughs> it's quite good. Yeah, Downey's does a really good job. It means completely ruined her vision, as you can tell. <laughs> anyway, Tag is the taller dog and Scooch is the smaller blue and white dog. Really? Yes. I had that backwards through the whole episode. I thought, I thought Tag was the... Because you know what the problem is? I kept thinking that Scooch was... For some reason, short for butterscotch, and that because the taller one was kind of orangish colored, it was like, oh, kind of orangish colored. That one <laughs> must be Scooch, because Scooch is short for butterscotch. Nope. Nope. Entirely wrong. So anyway, Scooch tries to bake these pupcakes 
by himself and fails miserably and all these customers line up because Tag has been telling everyone in town about them and he makes a huge mess and she helps him clean it up. Come to find out she had help from her grandparents all along with the robot. You know, you, you can do things by yourself, but you usually need help from somebody else if the job is too big, the point being, which is a good lesson. Yeah. And and it's that the fact that it's okay to ask for help. The problem, though, if we're looking at Scooch, is it? The, the, the baking one? Yes. Okay. If we're looking at Scooch's business model. <laughs> Don't do No, no. That. If we're going to look at this real quick. <laughs> one, there was never actually a point where any money exchanged hands. So I noticed that. They didn't pay in like dog treats or in, I don't know what their currency would be. But... but currency aside, the problem was mostly with trying to start a business where you can only bake four muffins at, or cupcakes at a time. No, better yet. They, Tag and Scooch were discussing how many cupcakes scooch thought he could bake mm-hmm. and she started at what 12 yep. 10 a, ba- a dozen yeah and he was like nah. and she's like 11 nah. and he backs all the way down to three three is the number they settle on which is hilarious from anyone who's ever baked anything because pans come in 6 12 or 18 and on top of that <laughs> the pan that scooch is using has four bins yeah four, but- four what do you call them uh, cake holes. <laughs> it's cake holes. I don't know. Anyway, so why wouldn't he just make enough batter for four? <laughs> it's like I said, it's a bad business model. You, you don't go into like sale mass production of something when you can only produce four at a time. In addition to that, if dogs need help to bake more than four cupcakes and to build robots, they certainly need help setting up massive tents and getting ovens out to the front lawn. So, <laughs> I, you know, I kind of assumed that the oven, that this was like a kind of easy bake oven situation. Oh, yeah, maybe. Where like, because it was a little tabletop oven. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've eaten stuff out of an easy bake oven before. Do you ever have an easy bake? I didn't. I, I feel like I, did we have one briefly? No, we had a real oven. No, I know. I know but, you don't bake often, but... No, no, no. I, th- I thought for some reason... I feel like maybe my friends and I bought one at Goodwill or something once. Maybe no, we, once. You know, we, ha- we had creepy crawlers. No, no, I know. <laughs> we didn't eat the creepy crawlers. No. No, I I, th- I want to say, like, I did, but it was when I was an adult already. Sure. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't appreciate it as a child with no taste buds. <laughs> they were surprisingly not bad. I remember my really? sister making the, like, cakes and the brownies. And, you know, like, they take 45 minutes to cook or something over that 60-watt light bulb. bulb. <laughs> but when it came out, you know, it legally distinguished as cake. I gotta say, that is an impressive toy, considering the attention spans we think children have now. Yeah. Because, I mean, and technically, if you think about it, brownies now in regular ovens take almost 30 minutes. So it's not that far off from actually baking something right but then by that token why wouldn't you just bake something (laughs) right if i make brownies in a regular oven i get more than one yeah the easy bake oven you get one brownie and it's not really a brownie it's like a weird very dry cake thing it was dry it's a sliding scale is it the best brownie i've ever had no is it the best thing i've ever eaten cooked off a light bulb yes (laughs) how many things have you eaten cooked off a light bulb I think the thing that Katie got for Christmas came with four different packets, so I tried four? all of them. Yeah, four, probably. <laughs> okay. Unless she made one without me being there, which would be rude. Right. 
Did you know that they made creepy crawlies that you could eat at one point? Yeah, they made gummy ones, didn't they? Yeah, I guess that would be the term for it, would just mm-hmm. be gummies. So this show has, I'm guessing it's kind of a running bit. That would be my guess, because we only watched the one episode. But it has the bit from the book. Mm. The Do You Like My Hat? Lady Lydia. Yes. Is her name. Uh, and today's hat was a massive cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> like three times the size of this dog. Actually filled with tea as well. Yes. <laughs> which she spilled as she drove or walked. <laughs> And it's got like, it had like a little spoon and some uh, sugar cubes on the side. Yep. And she was driving a very fancy dog car with a hat on the front of it. And I liked it. I think she might have been my favorite character. Yes, she's pretty great. Did she seems very aloof. Was your favorite character Barcapella? I mean, they were pretty good. I was surprised. They they have an acapella group in this town and uh, they were they were decent. Yeah. My favorite part of this segment was probably when... Tag and Scooch realized that asking for help was a thing that they could and should do. And so they asked all the dogs that came to get a pup cake to help them clean up the mess in the tent. And <laughs> the dogs all just come in and lick everything up. <laughs> now, see, I thought that was extremely irresponsible because I feel like in 2021, children's television should not be encouraging children to get E. coli from eating raw dough. <laughs> These are dogs. Can dogs get E. coli? Pretend dogs? can't pretend dogs get E. coli (laughs) inquiring minds would like to know I'm just picturing like like Sam with his imaginary friend ghost puppy (laughs) your imaginary friend ghost puppy has E. coli (laughs) you have a lot of imaginary doo-doo to clean up off the ground (laughs) how did you feel that Barcapella ranked against other dog acapella groups (laughs) easily the top spot Really? You think it's better than that record of the dogs that bark jingle bells? I didn't know there were other dog acapella groups when I said that. <laughs> did did so you never, have you never heard that? I have not, but I'm going to guess that they're better. Who would win in a fight? Barcapella or Rockapella? Oh, man. I don't want to besmirch Rockapella because <laughs> I have that one positive memory of them. <laughs> Doing the Where in the World is Carmen San Diego soundtrack. But I feel like Barcapella would probably win. I just... We've only watched one episode and I kind of feel like Barcapella has more range. Yeah. I like Rockapella. Like the Where in the World with Carmen Sandiego theme song is a pretty great theme song. Yeah, I think I agree. I selected this episode for us to watch. We admittedly usually select episodes purely based on the name and two sentence description that Netflix... Netflix. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. That Netflix provides. And I selected this episode because apparently two of the dogs in the show are called Frank and Beans. <laughs> I just thought those were great dog names. You didn't mention Chuckles at all. Chuckles? Chuckles, the stuffed chicken that Tag I thought he and called him, I thought he called him Lucky Chicken. No, he called him Chuckles. Oh, that's amazing. No, Chuckles is adorable. I, d- I did make a note of that, but I, I forgot about him. Uh, I'm sorry, Chuckles. That unfiltered <laughs> cider has hit you pretty hard there. Yeah, it is. You've forgotten your favorite stuffed chicken. <laughs> From 10 minutes ago. <laughs> if they sold a Chuckles stuffed animal toy, yes. I'd, probably, I'd probably look into getting that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me if I'd get it, <laughs> which is why I said yes very loud. <laughs> now, if you could, I don't need more stuffed animals, but also please get me one. Would you, if you had to pick between Chuckles or getting a stuffed Chicoletta, which one would you get? Chuckles. Chuckles? Really? Yeah. Chuckles is way cuter. Chickaletta's cute in the way Hey Hey's cute from Moana. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'd want a stuffed animal of that, but Chuckles actually looks like Snuggly. What if you could get 
that chick that was still stuck in a shell during from the U.S. Acres parts of Garfield and Friends? <laughs> no. His name might have been Sheldon. Yes, it was Sheldon. I'm good. <laughs> hey, that's a really cute name for that chick while it's still in its shell. If it ever hat- hatches, it loses like half of its appeal. Don't tell that to literally anyone ever named Sheldon? Well, none of them were originally stuck inside eggs. I mean... Well, okay, yes. <laughs> but not while also named Sheldon. Probably. <laughs> you gotta name your kid pretty early for that for that bit of irony to we, stick. We named ours pretty early. He wasn't still in his shell, though. No, that's true. And uh, as far as we know, he was never half in his shell. That's true also. <laughs> Just some feet sticking out. (laughs) So Frank and Beans turn out to be this like kind of borderline, not villainous, but um, they were, they're shitsters. I Mm. think I'd call them. Um, And Beans reminded me of someone and I can't put my finger on who. I feel like it's a seventies sidekick character, almost like a, like a Tommy Chong, but not. Did it remind you of anyone? He was weird. He had, um, he was one of those dogs, like they had, uh, like, um, what's his name had in Fraggle Rock? Yeah. The sheep dog with the eyebrows that cover up his eyes until he lifts his eyebrows. I, cause I, I kept looking at these two guys and for some reason picturing dog versions of those two bullies from Boy Meets World. <laughs> yes, actually. That's a good one. Right? Yep. Whatever their Frankie names were. Frankie and Lonnie? No. Frankie and Joey. Joey. The guy that played Joey in Boy Meets World is the lead guitarist for Rilo Kiley. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> right? And he was also in Salute Your Shorts. That I remember. So like... And I, oh my gosh, that's so weird. Yeah. It's such a weird... Uh, Blake Sennett, I guess is the actor's name. Huh. Frankie and Joey in Boy Meets World were like... They wanted to do mischief, but they also kind of sucked at it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Frank and Beans are doing in this episode, which is right. everybody's cleaning up the beach and they're trying to play with the trash instead of cleaning it up like their trash get ball. Oh, and yeah. Trash get ball was good. They climbed up into the garbage truck at one point to try to get all the trash to be dumped back out, but then forgot to climb out. They found a lot of uses for that trash. They're kind of taking like Rocky from Paw Patrol's idea of don't lose it, reuse it and really taking that to heart. Yeah. Which I just, it bothered me because when I was watching the main two kids, Tag and Scooch, cleaning up trash, they were very clearly cleaning up trash that contained recyclables. Well, the mayor did say, everybody put your trash in that garbage truck and we'll recycle it. Oh. At the beginning of the episode. I missed Which I thought was weird because you don't put trash in a recycling truck, but okay. (laughs) This is... At my office building, I'm pretty sure that they don't actually have recycling because I've never seen a recycling truck come through and I've seen the trash people or like the the trash truck come and just dump everything into one place. Are you sure that they don't have the split truck like we do? No, they don't because it's a big dumpster that comes up and they just dump it in the back. So I think that it's all just a lie. And the building management, yeah, just bought a bunch of the recycling bins, but doesn't actually have any kind of recycling program. That's so crappy. That's my, that's my theory. It's not based on any real facts, but that's just, maybe that's what the mayor here is doing. Like they don't actually recycle, but no, it's, it's single stream trash and recycling. We'll filter it all out. Don't worry about it. Oh, interesting too, that Tag and Scooch were 
riding around on Scooch's sweet motorcycle thing and picking up perfect piles of dirty plates and dirty cups and dirty napkins. Like they were all in piles, <laughs> separate groups of these things. It was like, how how do you guys party at this festival that you made a mess at? Maybe they thought, because like you when you and I go out to restaurants. We don't dump our trash on the floor. Well, no, we don't. We don't. But <laughs> prior to the, the pandemic, because you always used to half bus your table. Like you'd stack everything for the waitress and everything like that and the, and the bus boy to make it easier for them to take away. So maybe the people who party at Poston Beach think that there's some bus boy that's going to come around and clean up all this. <laughs> so they stack their paper plates and their cups and their old tire. Why were there so many old tires on that beach? I have no idea. But also, what difference does it make if you just got to pick it up anyway? Why, why, why are you stack it? Why not put it in the can where it belongs? I didn't see any trash cans on that beach. Yeah, I didn't Maybe, you know, That's the mayor's fault. If the yep. mayor had put some trash cans regularly, then people... I was also shocked. Because what's the number one piece of trash that you see on the beach? Uh, like wrappers and stuff? Cigarette Paper? butts. Oh, yeah. And I did not see any cigarette butts in this children's show. Were you shocked? <laughs> I wanted to see a smoking dog. <laughs> Is I'm, what I'm getting at. I'm sure there will be some sort of joke. I'm sure in a later episode, if it doesn't already exist, there will be a detective dog with a hat that's pulled over his face and he's doing something that's like smoking, if not actually smoking. Bubble pipe? Is it going to be a bubble pipe? Bubble pipe would be a good option. Can we get a bubble pipe? I've always wanted a bubble pipe. Wasn't there an amazing episode of Boy Meets World where Eric had a bubble pipe? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Is this going to slowly just become a Boy Meets World fan cast? No, because we love that show, but we also love to hate certain parts of that show. So I, Which yeah. I think is about what we're doing here with Go Dog Go. Yeah, go. I mean, we, we don't love that, sh- the Go Dog Go. But... I mean, let, let's get real. This this wasn't that bad of a kid's show. No. I can see why people like it. I wouldn't, I clearly don't mind if Sam watches it because he has been. This is one of the better ones. If you have to sit through children's television, this is one of the better ones for sure. I the, like The that. music from the get-go was... <laughs> Leaps and bounds better than most of the things we've watched. Yeah, there's maybe been about three songs that may have been better than the theme song to this show. Yeah. I still think Paw Patrol has one of the best theme songs that we've listened to just because it yeah. sounds like cheap pop punk from the 2000s. And it gets stuck in your head. Like yes, it's it an does. earworm for sure. I think it's just funny that we, Sam's been watching this show for the last couple of nights you know, in his you know, post dinner time half hour of TV watching. And we've only just now gotten around to checking out what it is he's actually watching. <laughs> yep. Not that I'm really all that worried. About a show called Go Dog Go. Yeah, probably not. We didn't talk about the prize that was going to be given to them. I mentioned it, but... Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I just lied. <laughs> I really don't know how I feel about the idea of you have the beach to yourself for the day. The public beach. The public beach. Everyone else is removed... Because I feel like people will just be watching you on that beach. Like, what is that jackass doing there just sitting on the beach by himself? Why do you need the entire beach if you're small dogs and it's a big beach? Well, because they, why why do they need the entire beach? You saw their fantasy over and over again. They needed to have a beach ball party. Oh, yeah, that's right. Where the two of them pass one beach ball back and forth while they're surrounded by about 500 additional beach balls. Right. That they couldn't possibly get to using all within (laughs) one day. A couple other important things to note about this mini episode is that there is a dog named Cheddar Biscuit. Yeah, that was a pretty great name. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> there was a bit where Frank and Beans are talking to each other about the the plans that they're making to mess up more trash. And <laughs> Frank looks at Beans and says, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Beans goes, are you thinking about the sarcasm? <laughs> 
And Frank says, yes, I'm always thinking about the circus, but I'm also thinking about... The circus. How random. When was the last time you thought about the circus? When Ringling Brothers went bankrupt a couple Did of years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or shut down, one or the other. That's a shame. That was about it. Because I thought like, oh, I've actually never been to the circus. Guess I'm not going now. <laughs> I bet you that, like, one of those resorts, like a Disney World or Disneyland, has some facsimile of a circus we could go to. Yeah, that's probably true. I went to the circus once. I'm not going to a place like Disney now. Well, no, not now. No, I mean, like, it's like 840. No, I mean, like, even after now, even after COVID. Oh, yeah. I don't think I want to go to big areas where people can just spread viruses to me all the time. That's like everywhere, hon. I think I'm going to be a full go. Be a fogo? <laughs> I think I'm going to be agoraphobic. <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely see that. It, you know what? Being agoraphobic is much cheaper. <laughs> it really is. Right? And now, because everybody was stuck at home for a while, they put everything online, right? Like, you can go to Disney on YouTube. <laughs> Disney? Yeah. They have, like, tours of Disney and all kinds of places. Okay, so you said Disney? I did. Not. You 100% said Disney. Play it back. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. In the editing process. I'm like 70% sure I didn't <laughs> say Disney. <laughs> Is it the same down east? <laughs> I never drink. So the fact that I've drank half of this cider is are- more than I've drunk in... You are far gone. Like four podcast episodes ago. No, just one podcast episode ago. We were drinking some very nice port. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, but I had like one sip of that and yeah. almost died. And you were shwasty faced for the rest <laughs> of the night. Hey, that's my phrase. <laughs> so what'd you think of this show overall? I liked it. I don't love any kids shows. I guess I can get that out of the way. Like I... For me to love it, I would have to want to... I would have to be okay with watching it repeatedly mm-hmm. as a bar to set or watching it without my child which that's a higher bar which is why i go with the first one which is watching it repeatedly <laughs> this one i wouldn't mind so much i don't think uh repeatedly the care the writing is pretty good i feel like the the voice acting is pretty good nothing is too cutesy or too young or too repetitive the messages are really good like asking for help is important I also no- um, noticed in this second mini episode that Tag's brother, who was also helping them clean up the beach, seems like a really supportive sibling. I think that's a really underrepresented relationship mm. in a lot of kids shows. Like siblings are always bad. They're always jerks or ignoring you or something. It, it, there's very rarely a good, especially older siblings, there's very rarely a good older sibling relationship. So I like to see that on TV. I wonder if that's a thing that like, maybe this is looking at it too cynically. If you've got a good relationship with your sibling, you don't necessarily need it represented on TV. And if you've got a crappy representation, if you've got a crappy relationship with your sibling, it's better to see kids learning to deal with that crappy relationship than just people with better relationships? I suppose. I I would say most of the things I've seen with the crappy older sibling, they don't deal with it. Mm. Okay, that's fair. And also, by the same token, you don't want to show a bunch of kids who have siblings and aren't really old enough to treat their siblings that poorly yet. 
learning how. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Here's yeah. how to annoy your younger sibling. It was You're definitely welcome. a a better relationship than most that I've seen. Yeah. Like they seemed, as you said, pretty healthy and pretty. I don't know. As a parent, it made me feel good. As a kid, I don't know if I would have given a shit, but I mean. I... It just, it, the way you said that, it sounded like you were saying like, well, as a parent, I feel this way. And as a child, I feel this way. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a decent relationship with my siblings, even though they were pretty much twice my age. <laughs> I think the only complaint I really have about this show is that it was extremely low stakes and the problems were solved immediately. Just from like a, like, enjoying the episode kind of thing. The story really took its time to set up what the actual issue is and the problem was solved almost immediately. See, I didn't see it that way i saw it as there was a situation and the problem and solution weren't immediate the situation evolved and then the problem became clear and they came up with a solution and like the fact that it was a quick solution i didn't feel like that was the fault of the writing or the show it was just like how do you stop two idiot dogs from making a bigger mess take away their trash I think like the, with the cupcake one, it was like it finally got to the point where small dog wasn't able to do, wasn't able to keep up with the demand of the cupcakes. Mm -hmm. And then big dog showed up and immediately just built a robot that could do it. Yes, that that was a bit ridiculous. But the, the overarching premise of her coming back and realizing he's been struggling for like 30 minutes by himself and made no cupcakes, that felt logical for a kid. I don't know. I think Tag's issue was Tag's refusal to ask for help and to pace themselves with the cupcake baking. They were just trying to take on too much, more than they could possibly handle. And that didn't really get addressed because Tall Dog shows up and just says, Tag. Hey, I can build a robot and the robot can perfectly solve this problem. Yeah, and now she it doesn't exist anymore. And I don't... Like, tall, ro or tall Dog... Tall Robot, I wish. Tall Dog doesn't actually at all deal with the problem of I told everyone in town about your cupcakes and you can only make four of them at a time. Yes. Yeah. And she, she even comes in and says, I'm going to build a robot to make things go faster, but I need some time. And Scooch points out that they don't have time. And then she builds a robot that does it perfectly anyway. Yeah. Like it's just, it was so... very like hand waved away. It yeah. was just kind of like, Oh, she can't do it. And robots in an acapella van and everyone's happy. The, yeah, the, the robot part was problematic, but the, the rest of it I felt lined up with a yeah. kid's message. Yeah, it's not not bad. Just you know, that, that, that'd be my one. I would wonder in the future, watching any of these other episodes, why Tall Dog doesn't solve all of their problems with robots. Because clearly they're very skilled at inventing robots. And she only needs maybe 15 minutes to put one together. Yeah. Or to modify an existing one. She should have built a, like, beach cleaning robot and won that contest. I mean, she won the contest handily, but she could have won it even more handily without having to drive around on that. I mean, she did have cool... a, yeah, she did have a motorcycle that was picking up the trash for them, so. Yeah, that actually, and it was a pretty cool, like, motorcycle unicycle. Yeah, it was super cool with a sidecar. Yeah, yeah and that, was, that was actually really, really neat. I guess it's probably worth noting that the robot she built the cupcake maker out of was the fetch robot. So it already had arms and a unit for holding something. <laughs> Which could be easily repurposed to be a cupcake machine. I mean, machine. I don't know anything about inventing robots, so. 
No, neither. I'm do not going to pretend I do. Neither do I. Clearly, as we pointed out, I lived in a very deprived <laughs> household <laughs> of robots. Of robots, yeah. Would you recommend this one to people who wanted to show for their kids? Yeah, I think it's one of the more bearable kids TV shows out there. That would have been a really good joke if this was a show about bears. <laughs> one of the more doggable <laughs> TV shows out there. <laughs> if you've got a show you need a dog, this is the one. Go dog go. go do- <laughs> they did find a way to work go dog go into both episodes. Did they? Saying it, yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't notice that. Oh, really? I was like waiting for them. Like they're gonna they're gonna say it. They're gonna say go dog go. They're gonna say it. And then they did, and then they said it again in the second one. I was like, ah, you did it twice. Go dog go just makes me think of go banana go. Yeah, go banana go is great. If you got if you got kids out there, show them the video on YouTube for Super Cow by Go Banana Go. It's great. If I remember correctly, Go Banana Go is Brian from Ninja Sex Party? Yes. Brian Wecht, I think is the guy's name. So Ninja Brian. Adults, Ninja Sex Party is a amazing, hilarious, and actually thoroughly talented band. So if you don't know who they are, check them out. They're like, probably, I'm assuming a lot of our audience is our age. So think like Tenacious D, but modern with more of like an 80s rock feel. Check out Cool Patrol. Check out Cool Patrol on your own. Check out Go Banana Go's super cow with your kids yes or if you've got really bad taste in what you show to your kids you can show them cool patrol as well but it's like definitely not appropriate for <laughs> yeah, them that's adult based but i'm also not going to be like your dad and tell you how to show adult things to your kids yeah and since we're chatting about music recommendations another one i really liked when sam was a younger kid and i haven't explored it further so it could be appropriate for now still but um, Casper Baby Pants yep. is the ridiculous name for the band, the children's music band, by the ex-lead singer of the Presidents of the United States, yes. which is actually really good music also. And if you're looking to really shake up your Spotify playlist, just have your kid brush their teeth every day to brush your teeth by Raffi, <laughs> and it will just fuck up all of your Spotify recommendations. But we should note that brushing your teeth with Brush Your Teeth by Raffi is not a full two minutes. So it's not really the best song. And we're, we have backed ourselves into a corner with that now and need to figure a way to dig ourselves out. So how do you get your kids to brush your teeth for the right amount of time? What they probably do is they probably buy a 45 of Brush Your Teeth by Raffi and then put it on and set it to 33. Double. Uh, and oh, then oh, it slow down. slows it down. Gotcha. And then Raffi sounds like he's singing this weird like funeral dirge about brushing your teeth. <laughs> uh, no. If you have any recommendations for amazing kids music, amazing adult music, or have any idea who that one lady was that we were talking about earlier, whose name I've already forgotten. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we, we don't Something know. Something with an M. We haven't forgotten her name because we didn't know who she was. No, I'm talking about the lady. It doesn't matter. Marilyn Sadler. Yes. Okay. I was talking about who made Bridgerton. Oh, you see, you already forgot. You already <laughs> forgot. Ah, I knew it. Anyway, if you know who any of these people are, if you know who we are, let us know. We're not so sure. Our Instagram is screen time is canceled with two L's. Our G- email address is screen time is canceled with two L's at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at STIC podcast. This week, I'm going to ask you for two and two and then two and then two again. I'm going to ask you to take two minutes and write a review for us on the podcast thing of your choice preferably itunes do just do i just do itunes uh, i'm gonna ask you to tell two of your friends that have never heard of us about us i'm gonna ask you to brush your teeth twice a day and i'm gonna ask you to floss your teeth twice a day i feel like that that was too many twos i'm gonna ask you for so many twos <laughs> do to whatever you do do it twice and do it for us 
We love you. Bye. Bye. Screen time is canceled. Is written and produced by your host Andrew and Alan. Our theme music is "Winner Winner" by Kevin McLeod. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you.